Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome back to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavors, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode six. Our guest today is Davey Lane, who you might know as the lead guitarist for seminal Australian band UMI, but also an incredible solo artist in his own right. He's releasing his third full-length record tomorrow, entitled Don't Bank Your Heart On It, and we're talking about that, as well as his friendship with Tommy Stinson from The Replacements, and why we're all suckers for songs about heartbreak. Here we go. Our guest today is the lead guitarist for Australian rock band UMI, and has worked with artists such as Crowded House and Jimmy Barnes. He's also a prolific solo artist, having released two solo records under his name, with a third being released tomorrow. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Davey Lane. Hello, Simon. Hi, Davey. How are you, how are you going? Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, now, congratulations on the new record coming out. Don't Bank Your Heart On It is out tomorrow. Lead single, You're A Mirage, is a, is a great song to begin this new era with. It's a song of the illusion of love and heartbreak. Now, where did this song come from? Oh, that's a that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, well, basically, it was uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's kind of about like it's about kind of giving your heart to somebody, possibly a little too. I don't know. Like I, I, I at the time this song came along, and at the time that the life experience that informed the song came along. I was in a pretty kind of like vulnerable place and kind of, um, I don't know, like I kind of, I, I guess I, I guess I fell in love too quickly and with the wrong person and, um, you know, like someone's there one minute and then you, you then you kind of turn around and they've, they've, they've kind of just disappeared and, and, you know, and it's the thing of coming of just like, yeah, the realization of, of the demystification of, of something, you know, like that, that kind of period of, of kind of getting to know somebody and falling in love with somebody. And that's like, it's, it's like, it's, I guess euphoric is the only word that I can use to describe that. And when that all kind of turns on a dime and, and that person just disappears into thin air. It's a pretty like it's a pretty for, for me anyway. It's a pretty traumatic thing. So um, yeah, of course. for me, it was just kind of making sense of that. And and you know like this this thing of going this the, 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 you know this inner dialogue of of going what did I do what did I do wrong and then at the end of the day you just kind of have to let it go and realize that. Um, you know, like it, it was, 
it was it was kind of like whatever the, the circumstances and however they um, however they turned out were kind of completely out of your control anyway. If if that, you know that if if you know it's you know everyone's been everyone's been played before everyone's been like kind of like you know duped by what they thought was love (laughs) and i'm not not the first and i'm not the last so um uh yeah so so that that, that's it basically but um that that that's all yeah that that's as far as i'll take the the therapy session stuff (laughs) (laughs) i know um during lockdown you were doing a live uh, live performance of the song uh and and kind of referred to writing or singing about heartbreak uh sarcastically as a as a novel concept why do you think we as humans write so many songs and enjoy songs of heartbreak um, well, that's a, that's a good question. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's like I said, well, like I said, I'm not the first and I'm not the last and to have gone through something like that. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just such a, such a universal thing. And it's like, it's, it's, and there are myriad like different kind of, um, forms of, of heartbreak and um you know like and I, I, I think it's it's a part of the human condition that people um i don't know maybe people like to hear other people talk about their experiences in it and to maybe find some find some solace or some closure or some you know yeah them kind of vent their own feelings maybe but um yeah I mean I think it's just it's just such a such a universal thing and it's something that when I was writing this record that I was you know very aware and conscious of and so oh wow I'm I'm really kind of um I'm really kind of you know uh, exploring kind of well worn and well kind of um, well treaded um ground here i mean i'm not like you know i'm not obviously not writing about anything that that um hasn't been written about before but but um but like they say write about what you know so (laughs) of course do you find it um just touching on on what you said a second ago in terms of um sometimes it helps with other people's closure or or things like that do you find it uh it it helps with your own closure or, or that songwriting can be cathartic when you kind of look back on what you're writing about or some of those experiences? Oh, with, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I, um, I think at the time, I mean, these songs were, were, were born of a period of pretty intense pain. And I, I, yeah, I, I think that there is a definite catharsis in that. And, you know, like, and I remember at the time, it was with a lot of these songs. It was like they just kind of they just kind of spewed forth. I didn't even really think about what I was writing, and then you know I'd, I would I would kind of structure the song and write it down, and then like it was okay. Like I'd kind of look at the lyrics before I'd go to record the song or, or like record a demo for it, and it's like, oh right, and, uh, that's what it's about, and it's very you know obviously very clear, and um, you know things are about very specific kind of junctures in my life and uh, it, it was absolutely 
absolutely at the time cathartic but it's it's funny those songs of and revisiting those songs obviously because i've given them a, a few months break since i've finished the record and between now getting the record ready for release and kind of like i mean it certainly to a point does um dredge up some of the, some of those feelings again but i think um but for, uh, yeah i mean i think uh, but uh, but at least now i think with in you know like the with a few months space in between that i can kind of look back and go okay these are these i can kind of just look at them as as songs that i've written now rather than like you know like ripping your heart out and and, and bleeding it onto the page you know like it's just like oh this is just a cool song i wrote and and i, I just enjoy singing it because it's it's you know because i because there's you know because I, I, I enjoy, you know, I used to not enjoy singing my own songs because I was well aware of my shortcomings as a songwriter and like probably more so as a singer. But for, for now, like now I, I just enjoy, I just, in, yeah, I just in, in, in enjoy singing the songs and, and that's all they are to me now. They're just songs. And especially yeah. once... And with You Are a Mirage, that was one song that was kind of was ruminating in my brain for a long, long time, right up until the day that it came out um, uh, like a few weeks ago. And I don't think I've listened to it till then. It's 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 a funny thing. It's like once it's out in the ether, it's like that's done now. I can kind of like obviously I'll, I'll have to play that song in in future when when shows roll around, but. I, th- I think it, it's almost like it's it, it you know it belongs to the cosmos now. So you know, <laughs> it's something that I've kind of like just just um, uh, like relinquished control of, if that makes any sense. Of course, yeah. the um, The record itself is quite um, to be expected from from a man like yourself. It is quite rock focused. And uh, are you looking forward to getting out onto the road and, and playing these songs when when you can? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, we don't need to go into the ins and outs of, of what this, you know, of, of, of this year. I think it's, I think everybody knows. Everyone's aware, okay. yeah. Uh, we, they don't need a couple of, couple of blokes talking about what a, what a crummy year it's been. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, but I have really missed playing shows, obviously, and, I'm looking forward to doing that. And in terms of it being this record being more of a rock album, yeah, there there are definite definitely like kind of like unabashed rock elements to it. And it's something that I always used to be used to shy away from with my well, especially with the first few things that I put out as a solo artist because um, I felt back in the day I used to have a band called The Pictures and we were kind of lumped in at the time because we're, you know, we're a band of the early 2000s. We're kind of lumped in with that whole kind of like jet and the, the vines and the, you know, the, the, yeah. the new rock revolution kind of thing. And I, I, I was, I, I never really felt like I fit in to that um, entirely, which is kind of, you know, like, which I guess is might sound facetious because I, I've, the, the band that I've been in for for 21 years, UMI, we're, we're, we're a rock band basically, and and but uh, yeah, I mean, I was always at, at pains to kind of separate what I did as a solo artist to, to 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 that. But this record was more informed by 
yeah, of in, as we've discussed, informed by life experiences rather than um, than kind of like trying to go for a particular style or a particular thing. So it's, it has been fun just to go. Oh, fuck it! I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a song that sounds like Cheap Trick or a song that sounds like you know Beastie Boys via Regurgitator or something like that. You know, like it's kind of. It's kind of just fun, just letting letting one's freak flag fly. <laughs> I think that's that's maybe the best way to do it. Kind of, you get the best results when you don't when you're not uh, putting yourself under that microscope. Oh, absolutely, and I think if you're not like you know, if you're not just following whatever your heart wants you to do, and and um, I, I'm, you know, unless you go into a project with a certain with a certain focus, and and you know, okay. Uh, certain vision of a, a narrow kind of parameter of a, a vision of what it has to be then I think um, I think yeah I mean and record you know for me putting out records under my own name there's no, no one I don't know I, I like I like kind of messing with the expectation of what people think it's going to be like people think that my you know like if I make a solo album it's just it's going to be a solo album by the guitar player in UMI, so it's going to sound like UMI. And even though I will always wear that stuff on my sleeve as well, I like kind of messing with the expectation of what people would expect from me. Davey, the record itself has been billed by yourself as your dream mixtape due to the guests you have on the record. Was it always your intention to have quite a few guests on the record or did it just kind of uh, happen organically? Um, it really happened organically. Um, up until it's, it's, it's funny, like, because, you know, obviously the thing of, of records, uh, you know, like albums that have feature artists on it, um, ironically it's something that always kind of got on my goat. I always felt there was there was a there was a kind of a real element of gratuity to it, like of going, here's this person, and we're just going to get this more famous person to you know to to just do a little you know just to fucking picture. toast in yeah just do a bit of toasting in the middle eight of, <laughs> of of something and and there you go and for yeah I, I yeah I I always I always um found that um to be uh i don't know a little a little kind of i don't know advantageous is probably not the right word but but i was uh, yeah so what, what why i made a 180 180 degree about face on that i'm not entirely <laughs> certain but uh, for me it was i mean like i say like the idea of this record being a, a mixtape of sorts um for me uh, yeah i mean i'm I'm a massive, uh, like, first and foremost, all my decisions that I make in terms of, like, you know, who I play with or, um, you know, the music that I make or, like, you know, that are all based on on me on first and foremost being, like, a, a huge fan of music. And, and it's like, well, do I, you know, like... So the, for me, the idea of involving, say, involving, like, um, you know, guys like Todd Rundgren or, or Robin Hitchcock who are both, like, 
who I, who I both like have both work, worked with over the years, but like first and foremost, I've always been. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A huge fan of, of, of those guys and they're, they're kind of musical heroes of mine. So for me, it's just more the thrill of... of as a music fan kind of going wow like it's like a you know like uh, for me the song that todd rungren is on it was me kind of in a roundabout way like you know writing a song that was in a little way a bit of a, a doff of the cap to todd and i thought well w- wouldn't it be cool just to go straight to the <laughs> straight <laughs> back to the source and see if he you know and Thankfully, all you know, all, all these folks kind of, and in in the case of Jimmy Barnes, it was like it was. I've played with Jimmy on and off for about fifteen years, and and you know, he's 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 like an uncle to me, you know. Like, and for me, it, yeah, the song that he's on it was was a case of like, you know, I'd written this song that was kind of like had this Beastie Boys-ish kind of, like, you know, big dumb rock riff with a hip-hop beat underneath. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if Jimmy Barnes sung on this? Um, so it was it was more just, like, kind of, like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, and seeing if I could get away with that. And, and um, so it was kind of like a bit of a fun musical experiment. <laughs> nice. Uh, as you mentioned, some of the guests include Jimmy Barnes and Robin Hitchcock, as well as Stu from King Giz and Chris Cheney from The Living End. One collaboration I'd love to talk about is Tommy Stinson from The Replacements. Mm. How did that collaboration come about? Yeah, well, that, that I've been playing with Tommy for, well, I've known Tommy for about 15 years now. Um, I met him in Melbourne. He was actually playing in Guns N' Roses at the time, and... He came out to Melbourne and my girlfriend at the time had, had played, her band had played shows with with with, with his band um, in the States. And um, so so basically he was in Melbourne and, and, and we just took him out drinking. And, you know, I've always been, well, I say always, but I guess like, I guess since I've been in UMI, it was part of... Um, you know, it was it was with 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 Tim. It was kind of part of the you know initiation into the band. It's like, have you heard of a band called the Replacements? And I was like, oh, I haven't heard much of them. And he's like, well, you have to listen to them. So I've you know, like, that yeah, the penny dropped with that band for me pretty quickly. And 
Yeah, I'm just such a um, yeah, same thing. I'm just such a huge fan of that band and and everything that you know, every, everything that not only Paul Westerberg's done solo, but but Tommy's solo stuff is really really good. And we we've just we've just kind of kept in touch over the years, and it was. It was via him. We're actually on on tour and um, in the country with UMI, and I got a message, and it was from Tommy, and it was like, "Oh, what are UMI doing in mid June?" Like, like knowing full well that the replacements were playing in the UK and in, in mid June. <laughs> so, um, I kind of yeah, I was I happened to be like sitting next to Tim, and we kind of like flipped our lids when when we realized what he was asking. So we, 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 we flew over and got to play with the replacements and, um, and, and that was, yeah, that was, I mean, we never thought we'd get to ever get to see the replacements, let alone play with them. So that was a thrill. And so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I've kind of just, just had a, yeah, kept up with them over the years. He was actually meant to be coming out to Australia in in May of this year. And, he was actually going to record his parts for the song while he was out and while he was out here. So once we were, once, you know, once you know what happened and everything went to the, went to the, you know what, um, he, uh, you know, he's pretty au fait with, with kind of, um, you know, long distance kind of that file sharing kind of thing. Um, So we yeah so we I just sent him over the song and he he threw down some like thundering bass and 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 it was and again it was like it was one of those wouldn't it be cool lift things it was like I'd made this song that was kind of like a big bombastic seventies rock um um you know orchestral rock like kind of you know cheap trick slash ELO kind of doff of the cap and I thought fuck wouldn't it be cool if Tommy Stinson played bass on this so again it was just another one of those That's things that yeah nice it um I, I won't dwell on on you know what too much as, as you said I'm curious <laughs> with uh with all the extra time that people have had this year for us for a certain reason or another um did you find yourself writing more or was it something I know some people have felt uh pressured that they had to to write or uh absolutely and that's one thing that's that's really frustrated me with this time of of you know like of 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 that pressure being placed on people to either be creative or you know I remember that thing of of you know like uh, on some you know like I rarely watch the TV, but flicking on some stupid um, kind of serial TV show and they're like, oh, everyone's going to come out of lockdown and everyone's going to be trim and toned and everyone's <laughs> going to be like, everyone's going to be like, you know, super fit and everyone's going to like emerge of the, out of this like butterflies. And it's like, how fucking, what kind of, how damaging a kind of a, a you know, a notion is that to kind of place on people? To, to kind of come out. This is a true, it's been a traumatic time for everybody. And I think just getting to the end of it and, and starting again is going to be good enough. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like I, 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 and I've spoken to a lot of people who have in, in, yeah, in, in um, both sides of the coin being incredibly 
creative and felt like that they've been, they're, they're, yeah, felt this pressure of being forced to be creative and not really feeling it. And, and you know, either is, either is completely 100% valid. Um, in, in, in my own case, I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky that I've, like, I've, all my recording gear is at home anyway. So, um, I've, I've been, yeah, I've been, I've, I've, I've definitely got the the makings of an of another record, um, and also just like you know, I've been doing the odd thing of like, of just just recording covers for fun and and you know just throwing throwing their, them up without any kind of regimented thing, but just whenever I felt like you know if I heard a song that I'd loved and it's like oh I'll we'll have a crack crack at that and you know all guitar players are frustrated drummers so I've got my <laughs> drums set up and I, I enjoy having a bash so um so yeah just kind of layering up all the instruments myself and and um and yeah but I've I've, I've definitely got ideas for an, a, a new re- record and. Yeah, like, uh, like kind of like just lots of fruity little like there's an instrument instrumental on the record on Don't Bank Your Heart on it, which is called I Look Inside, which is just like a little one minute synth instrumental. And that will probably set the tone for what I do next. It would be some sort of like fruity, wobbly um um, 70s um, uh, synth exploration, possibly self-indulgent, but um, – <laughs> But um, but that's kind of like that's kind of a, a yeah little glimpses to where where it might head. I think <laughs> I was going to just say as you said before, um, in terms of when you are uh, releasing something as um, Davey, the guitarist from UMI, it's good to subvert expectations, and I think that uh, a synthy seventies woozy kind of rock record would would do that. So I think that that sounds very exciting. That sounds great. Oh, absolutely, and it's it's fun. It's fun for me to to um, you know just to try and harness things that I've uh, that I've not you know like for for me to kind of work out. Yeah, like learn how to like you know I've got a I've got a couple of synths, but I, I don't really know how to use them. I just flip a bunch of buttons and go, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> so just to yeah, just to kind of figure out what I'm doing and like you know hearing some of those kind of really like like interesting synth records like Mort Garson and and, and um like, and uh, yeah just just to like to hear those kind of records of that era where they where they've truly like harnessed what they can do with with that kind of stuff like uh, you know with and still keep it interesting for the listener of course but um but yeah like, I, I think that's that, that'll be a fun direction to go in beautiful Davey, are you happy to talk about your playlist? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. One of your picks was Amel and the Sniffers with Some Mutts Can't Be Muzzled. Mm. Do you think that Amel, uh, along with bands like King Giz at the moment, that, that there's a bit of a, a rock resurgence going on in Australia? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's completely different from um from the yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just great to see um young bands that are like they kind of you know with with Amel they kind of like imbued 
the spirit. There's obviously something very Australian about them, and um, they just yeah, like they they just imbue the spirit of you know. They're for, for me yeah, like. Obviously, the, the, it's 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 an easy comparison to draw because of the haircuts, but like L- Lobby Lloyd and the coloured balls and things like that. They're not that they're entirely like that, but there are like little glimpses, musical glimpses of that in there. And um, of course, like you know, like I mean, it goes without saying that you know Amy Taylor is just a fucking incredibly charismatic front woman, and yeah. and yeah, I mean, I I. I, I I'd heard I'd heard a few things from that band like the first couple of EPs and and uh, you, you could tell that they were a band that were kind of heading somewhere but that was the first song that I heard that that um, of theirs that really kind of blew my head off. Um, it's just got that kind of unrelenting guitar riff and um, yeah, I think like like. Deck, the guitar player from Amal and Snippers, he's one of my, probably one of my favourite guitar players in Australia at the moment. He's just, he's just, um, there's no kind of, you know, there's no pretension about him and he just plays like a fucking demon and <laughs> and it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Like, I mean, it, uh, having, and having, you know, having spoken to him as well, he's, he's you know, he's, he's a, student of all the all you know obviously all the great you know great australian guitar players like you you know your angus's and your your ian mosses and all that kind of thing but he's just got yeah i think he's just really got his own kind of thing but yeah that's a just a just a great band and a great song nice um, you've also got gratitude by the Beastie Boys on here. Mm. Uh, what is it about the Beastie Boys that that you enjoy or that you get into? Um, well, I think for me it was it was it's yeah. I mean, I've I've always loved the Beastie Boys, but the, for me, like just the notion, the idea of that record, check your head, is just there are these guys, and when you know the story about them having kind of been like, you know. Kind of put together the whole Rick Rubin and and um, uh, Simmons, what's his name? Um, uh, Def Jam, anyway. Um, uh, uh, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons, yeah. Um, the whole thing of, of you know the, them kind of being put together almost as a construct, and then the about face of of them going, "Fuck you, we're, we're gonna we're gonna make you know," they, and then they went and made. Paul's boutique, but 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 that record, yeah, I, I just I just love that record because it's um, it's it's them going okay. We've been fiddling around with with uh, MPCs and 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 sequences and 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 samples and all that kind of thing, and just getting into a room and learning, like learning from the ground up, like how to be a, a band and. And there's just something so visceral about 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 the sound of that, and um, yeah, I, like, like that. That's always been one of my favourite Beastie Boys songs. But you know, like, there's a clip of them playing Sabotage on uh, on Letterman or something like that, and that is like like that's for me is without fail like a go to like 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 
hairs hairs stand up on end kind of um you know rock to, like to, like rock music on tv kind of moment but yeah gr- gratitude is 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 just it's 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 just a groove man and um and that was yeah that was a pretty the a big big influence for me when i was writing the song got your money on your mind and um yeah and just the video clip is 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 just so cool too and it, obviously it's a nod to pink floyd's live at pompeii but it's it's just such a it's just it's just cool it's it, yeah it, cool in a way that i can't like you know obviously right now can't articulate <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i get what you mean I, I do understand what you mean they're very good uh both like video artwork music wise and just kind of having a pastiche of different influences and Absolutely. everything and put it together and it makes it work. And a band with, and that's, that's the thing for me, like a, a band with a sense of humor. And I don't mean like a sense of humor as in being like a, 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 a novelty band, but I mean, it, like, which kind of like is ironic given that their first big hit was, is kind of a novelty, novelty song. But, <laughs> but uh, like for me, a sense, yeah, like having a sense of humour is is so important, and that's something that I think, you know, in 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 my when I make my own music, it's kind of like I, I yeah, I do have my my earnest moments, but uh, but there's always got to be a little kind of even if it's just like a little musical joke here and there, like. Um, but I think I think the Beastie Boys harness that perfectly. Yeah, they do it very well. Mm. Davey, thank you so much for your time today and uh, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. And that's our show. Thank you again to Davey Lane. His third record, Don't Bank Your Heart On It, is out tomorrow. Singles, You Were a Mirage and Acceptance are available now on all streaming platforms. If you're interested in buying the record, we've included a link to Davey's web store in the show notes. We also want to give a quick shout out to Daryl, Naz and Tess at Six Burrows for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify players in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of Davey's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week, cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.